Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And my name is Rebecca Johnson. I am one of the hosts of a podcast called Supergirl Radio. You can find us all over social media at Supergirl Radio, and you can find us at SupergirlRadio.com. And I also have a YouTube channel where I talk about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and Snyder Films at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkPride. <laughs> you are going to be busy once you come back from your cruise. Oh my gosh, I have so many things I need to get to. I've, I still have a video about the Zack Snyder's Justice League um joke from barbie that i need to I, I was working on a video about that i have a lot of strong feelings about that and then uh I, after that i'll have a lot of rebel moon content hopefully uh coming uh everybody's way and hopefully i'll have uh these guys over at dc cinematic minute maybe on uh, my channel because in the new year i want to start uh, talking to other fans so uh maybe oh. that'll be a i'm gonna try to start la- launching that project uh to get back to live streaming so uh, lots of big plans for 2024. We'll see how that goes. Hell yeah. Oh, Heck yeah. What, what an honor. Um, <laughs> today, we're talking about minute 175 of part six, something darker. This minute is going to start with uh, Lois and Clark. They it, it There's a remainder of them walking back towards the house, but then there's a shot of this cardboard box being opened up. Um, and then a minute's going to end with, Clark Kent remembering like 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 almost like a flush of memories in his mind um as as Lark uh, as as Lois tries to um, bring Clark back up to speed about what's been going on here um at the, at the Clark uh the Kent family home and um the, there's the way that this minute starts is a shot that I think about all the time every time I watch this movie and, and sometimes while I'm driving I think about this shot because I don't know how they do it. And when we talk about like uh, filmmaking and cinematic techniques or even doing this movies by minute format of a podcast, and I have to think about every minute of this movie and think about something that's going on in it, this minute has this uninter- uninterrupted moment of Lois Lane. She's opening this cardboard box, and the camera's in the box. Like She's opening this cardboard box. She gets this shirt out from the box. And it's her looking down into this box with the camera in it and getting this T-shirt out. And she pulls the shirt out and the camera follows her. Yeah, it's moving. Yeah. Out of the box and then continues into this next room. Like, And I've thought about it for so long. I don't know how it's done. Is there a box around the camera? <laughs> like, did they? Yes. Is it like they cut out the, the bottom of the box? So this camera still has this box on it, right? It's just sitting it's not, on it now. Yeah, and it's—I guarantee you—it's probably not just a straight-up cardboard box because they have to black out everything. Like no light is is coming in there, so it's probably like screened and you know visqueen or anything you know just around it all. Um, man, what a great shot, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad y'all mentioned that because that's one of my first notes. Because I've—I too, every time I watch this, I'm like, how did they do that? What what were they doing? And the only thing I can think of is that maybe there was someone on the floor, like this is the way I would try to recreate it, is being on the floor, laying on my back with the camera up in the air and somehow the box on top of that. And then as the, you could just do like a slight 
pushing up of the camera yeah. over. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, I know there's some cool things that are being done. I've, I've seen a lot of people do stuff with like probe uh, lenses. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't. But I don't know that a probe lens would would be working here because that's usually for smaller spaces. Yeah, the the angle yeah. of this of this yeah. lens is is not that. This honestly, what I saw, it, it looks like at the very end, as the camera is leaving the box, it looks like the box does have a slight tilt f- forward. So it may seem like that's like the camera actually coming up over and the box being taken away, like lower, yeah, yeah, like out from yeah. under. Um, but the idea of camera prone and then lifting up and having a team move the visualization out of frame um just seems so much that makes a lot of sense it seems natural um because it it moves ever so slightly when it's trying to move up and it almost it it almost looks unstabilized so to me that that sort of signals like there's a camera operator underneath that thing like trying to move up uh, so that's how I would do it if I tried to re. I, I would love to try to recreate that shot and see if I can make it work. But I think that's it's beautiful in its simplicity, uh, at least from what I think is happening. Um, but I think it's so impactful because I think we talked about um, previous in the previous minute where there's that shot of the the blackness of the window from the inside of the house going out to show you know revealing more light that same kind of thing is happening here where the box starts all black dark and then as lois opens up the cardboard box light is coming through there's more they're letting in more light of that scene and i think that's just another way to visually symbolize like light is coming back in because superman has resurrected clark is here again and um i think it's really cool that they that visual motif keeps coming up they do such a good job um, also framing the cardboard box opening so that th- it's not just a blank ceiling, so it's just not complete, like, negative white space behind Lois, but they've done it with, like, at first I thought it was an attic frame, but maybe there's actually, like, an like an, uh, like a, an embossment to the, like, a trim on the ceiling, but there's a a bit of a diagonal line that runs adjacent to the corners of the box. So like there has like, there's the way Lois's head is framed and then it runs like with this line next to her that there's a bit of shape to this shot here. Like it's almost a shot within a shot, like cause the, the cardboard is a, is a frame itself. And so that adds a little bit more element to it, like to focus in on Lois without it just opening up to just being Lois's head on like completely white space. So there's like this really cool overall design of it. Um, And then of course, yeah, like because of the shakiness of the camera, it's not that shaky, but it definitely looks like it's handheld. Yeah. Somewhat. But then it's like, how are you handheld? You'd have to be underneath the box somehow. And then to, to roll out, it it doesn't, um, it, it looks like it rolls out before it even, fully comes yeah out that's what i mean box. by like so they're you're mo- they're moving the box away like the box is not just stationary it is a whole it's a thing um there's a little bit of a push as well as it, it pushes into lois um to kind of get rid of any visual of the box being moved away um so you're still kind of like focusing in on subject and not so much anymore of what's happening on the sides of the screens um I think it's a handheld. <laughs> I think it's mm-hmm. one of them really cool reds that they got, you know? And oh, it's yeah, just problem. that whole, that little tiny one um, with that big ass 
big ass lens on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wide angle on it that just like goes right through. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's got to be. It's very reminiscent of, um, you know, the Man of Steel handheld kind of uh, spectator shot uh, of, of everything. Um, God, we can talk so much about. <laughs> <laughs> about this composition just of Lois pulling out this flannel shirt. Yeah, because I, I think they also take some other articles of clothing, and it looks like maybe they... What you could do is so you have this cardboard box, and you can tack other clothing to the sides of it mm-hmm. so that it looks like there's it, it, you know there's other a bunch of there. stuff. stuff yeah. In yeah. yeah. So there's like the, there's one clothing attached to one face of the box, and you know you, you attach clothing to it. And then you know, maybe there's a corner of the box that would like separate, almost like a costume. And so right. as the camera rolls out, you can yeah. break it off and like slide it out. So maybe there's, yeah, but there's hundred <laughs> percent. There has to be some cool way that they that they got this to work, and they were just like, all right, you you will start to roll the camera out of it, and then we'll just unwrap it. Yeah, I, I like the I like the idea that there's maybe like two people on either side of this camera operator who are like pulling down a box as he moves up. Yeah, I I, I wonder if we could try to see if we could uh, prompt Zack Snyder to see if he has like behind the scenes video on his phone of that moment, because um, I, I think that it's it seems like uh, it's not a flashy shot at all, but I think no. it's it's a really cool way to reveal that Lois is I mean she's looking through these boxes to find the perfect thing because clark is like a newborn baby at this yeah. point he has no clothes uh except for his <laughs> pants because you can't just have like a naked clark kent walking around so he's got he's got his pants on um but he needs clothing and i think this is so cool the way that it's lois doing this lois is finding the perfect thing for clark to put on and oh, i think in one of our previous minutes we talked about how all the Justice League had their suits on, their costumes on, you know, that represent who they are. And Lois is digging through these boxes and she finds this flannel shirt, which is obviously an indication of farm boy Clark Kent. And mm-hmm. she is the one who like says, okay, this is the thing I think you should wear. And this is yeah. him putting his costume, like it's putting his suit on, his Clark Kent suit. And um, I think it's so interesting that when after he puts it on, he has that flash of memory about Martha Kent. And so uh, I just think all of this is so meaningful that it's Lois who's doing it. Because essentially, Lois, in my mind, in Man of Steel, she falls in love with Clark Kent. She gets to know Clark Kent before she even really knows who Superman is, before he reveals himself to the world as Superman. She knows and falls in love with Clark Kent. And so for <laughs> her to be the one who brings Clark Kent back, I think is... Uh, I just love that. I think that's so it's the perfect visual and it's the perfect storytelling choice. Yeah. It, when we, when we talked the previous week with you, everyone was in their casual clothing. And so, um, Bruce Wayne had the, the, um, I believe he had a black oh, dress right. wear with like yep. a charcoal vest. And then Aquaman was in like in his, his rocker boy outfit yep. and, Barry Allen had like a, a red jacket and that was it. Um, and then I think Wonder Woman had kind of like the the black and, and brown kind of suit that she uh, spoke to Cyborg in. And and so, yeah, now you have Clark Kent in, in his kind of casual wear. 
which is like like you said the red flannel and it's like oh perfect perfect choice for him to do that uh for for Zack snyder to choose you know that's what that's what he'll wear um i i i fully believe that this might be Zack snyder holding the camera because i feel like such a wacky shot like you said it's not a flashy shot but i think that's what makes it so great like doing it minute by minute or even if you're watching this movie a lot and you just go wait what is this crazy shot in here this is like <laughs> you know you're watching this movie and all you know it, there's a lot to take in um crazy aliens superheroes wonder woman cutting aliens in half and but then there's like this will go completely over people's heads nobody will catch this yeah the first time maybe not even the third time um this is just something like as you watch it you'll just go wait what is this what who did that why why would they choose to do such a thing um absolutely incredible this is this is something um that i i hope he does have notes for because i mean he has notes for like the other scene we talked about like revolving around the the justice league round table which was really a square table and and like (laughs) and then you know and then this it's like okay do you have drawings do you have concepts of like how you will pull pull this off like yeah I i'm, see I'm sure there's that. a drawing of this i think this yeah. uh shot this scene um is supposed to be given the same amount of weight and feeling as superman getting a superman costume yes. um mm-hmm. this is be- before superman needs to be superman he has to be clark kent first and this is again a rebirth this is Clark Kent being reborn and Lois Lane taking out this shot that follows the flannel as she's holding it in her hand and it's focused on the hand and then focuses up to Clark. It is literally Lois giving this man his cape. It's it's mm. his identity. You know, this is what people know Clark Kent as. This isn't me giving you your Superman S. This is not a... Jor-El, this means hope moment. This is Clark Kent is back. With that notion of Clark Kent being back, Superman is also back. So there's two distinctive parts of a rebirth of this character. Um, and there has to be. You know, you can't just muddle together Clark Kent and Superman as one anymore. You you really can't. I don't even know if you ever could. Um now you can even put the third one of of Kal-El and, you know, Last Son of Krypton and everything. But this shot being, it's and it's really just now me realizing it here going minute by minute, um, it being as impactful as him walking through the ship and seeing the suits. This is, this is Clark Kent becoming Clark Kent again, you know, square one, page one. Um, ah, God, poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could have chosen anything in that right? box. She there there's I mean, and I think it's also worth noting that Martha Kent kept his clothes. She didn't donate them somewhere, she didn't throw them out. She kept Clark's clothes in there. Um and so I think it's really cool that of all the things that maybe Martha still had around from Clark's wardrobe, that's what what Lois chose to have him put on. Now, I wonder if that would have been Jonathan's shirt. I was oh, just maybe, thinking, yeah. I think they're in the master bedroom or the the main bedroom uh now cuz I don't f- I feel like Clark's room had wallpaper on it. It also had that mo- mobile Yeah, there was a lot of other things and it yeah. was a smaller yeah, yeah. room, you know. Um so maybe this is like the main uh bedroom and the boxes are still 
other things. And hey, we saw Martha pack up a truck and and fill up a, a little U-Haul to to take everything away. Why are there still some things left? Are the things left supposed to be donated or something? Is that Jonathan's old clothes? It also makes sense because Clark is fully grown up. He wouldn't. Um, he he would have been moved fit, out. But also, but his clothes would be in Lois's their right, actual yeah. apartment. That's possibly, possibly. It's gonna yeah, be Jonathan's uh, shirt, I which would be even would, cooler. I still think like, he would have a couple clothes at home. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Sometimes you gotta have a spare change of clothes at your parents' house. You never know. But I think that it it doesn't necessarily change any aspect of like him putting on his Clark Kent identity to have a Jonathan no, shirt. No, I think no. it adds to it. Um, it makes it even I, more so. And I yeah, I agree because um if he's thinking about his mother in this moment where he says, you know, she loved it here while also wearing Jonathan's shirt, I think that's connecting to his his earthly heritage and making that Kent part of him come out mm-hmm. even more. So yeah. I, I think either way you read it, I think is is pretty cool. Yeah. Does he you know, the Jor El shows him his his suit. Like this was Yeah. After like he this, was Clark. Like that's the yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like he has to be Clark first and then Superman. Yeah. And he's gotta learn to be Superman from the teachings of Jonathan and Jorel, his father figures. And what better yeah. way to just wrap all that up than letting him wear his father's shirt? Bingo. Yeah. It works on, on many levels. Um I was trying the, to see if there were any shots in like Man of Steel, um, to see if Jonathan was wearing a red and maroon flannel. I don't think so. Um, at least I couldn't find anything with a quick Google image search. If anybody no. wants to try, ask and Jeeves, I, and, and, maybe you'll get some other results. <laughs> ask Jeeves. <laughs> there was like the photograph uh, that they put in the in the co- in the casket, but I don't I don't know that it science fair. No, he was always in like a white button down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think it would have been the exact one. If they didn't want to go uh, too farm boy with him. It was like button down and denim. You got it. <laughs> um, the. Then the next line is is that um, you know the house being foreclosed and and uh, he says I don't understand and she says uh, your mother is a is a proud woman and and I and I like that as like not not a negative connotation yes. but like like exactly she's she's a fighter yeah it's <laughs> she like, wanted to do it on her own exactly she didn't yeah. ask for help in yeah. this moment it kind of could be considered a failure or you know uh, in a way. Gosh, if Clark is like realizing it from like his mother's perspective of like her giving up after losing her husband and then her son, oh, that's really heart wrenching. Um, and then having Lois like solidify the fact it's like, no, she's a very strong and proud woman. Like she, it's not like she wasn't asking for help, but she knew that she could do things on her own. She's really independent. Um, and she's kind of forced to be independent now with not having a husband. And then her son, the literal Superman, dying. Um, and yet Martha still like lives and continues to live. It's not like she was dying old and decrepit in, in the foreclosed house. She packed up, was like, okay, got to move on. Um, very, very prideful, uh, very excellent ideas from, from Lois Lane and, and her uh, just like depicting of her, her lover's mother kind of thing. Um, it kind of gives yeah, it a good. little bit more weight when we think about uh, the at least the one conversation we had in this movie where it was supposedly Lois and Diane. Uh, 
Martha. Martha uh, talking. Lane. Um, Lois Lane and Diane Lane. But it's not Martha, so <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Um, it seems like there is, it, it's like Lois and Martha are close, but also they have separated themselves because of the death of, of Clark. And it's like, I don't know. It's really cool that she is is compelling enough to say, like, your mother's a very proud and strong woman. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of resonates with me. I come from a single mother. Um, if if other people were to realize that and tell me, it, it, it I understand that feeling of, like, yeah, I know. Like, I, I get it. She yeah. goes on. She kicks ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. that's all. That's awesome to have Lois be the one who sort of sticks up for Martha, and because I imagine Lois and Martha probably had the same kind of struggles after Clark died. Yeah, and could probably understand how each other was feeling. Probably the only two people who could understand uh, what was happening, really. Um, so I think that's it's cool that um, she doesn't Lois doesn't denigrate, you know, Martha in front of Clark. She uh, reinforces the strong and and good aspects of Martha. Uh, in front of him and I, I think that's I think that's awesome for her to uh, to really um, help him remember even his mother like she tells him something about his mother and then he puts that shirt on and then he remembers so I think that's it's a beautiful thing yeah yeah the way the minute ends here he says um, she loved it here and then having that realization that's that's another thing that I I think can go without people really noticing because there's so much to take in in this moment that there's and and, and a lot of these Zack Snyder Justice League, uh, DC movies um, is th- some of the nonverbal acting and 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 Henry Cavill having Clark like have this realization and, and look up um, there's a lot to unpack there like him remembering like this flood of memories like everything coming back and like comparing it to what just happened in heroes park and we talked about like this animalistic behavior fight or flight and then and then coming here and it's like it's all coming back it's like wonder woman was right like this you know superman is is returning slowly but surely um because we see see it here sometimes you have to take a leap of faith and the trust comes later that's right (laughs) Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Um, yeah, beautiful moment here. Um, there, mm, even even next week's uh, Monday episode will continue here. Um, but it, it's such a. I I I, I find it so beautiful. Um, you know, from from what we've seen in in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the death of Clark Kent, the funeral and everything. Um, and to come back to this minute here with with Lois Lane looking at Clark, he's back, he's alive. It it doesn't seem disconnected as the 2017 version did. Like this feels even though it's a different cinematographer, it's not Larry Fong, it still feels connected. Like it still feels like uh a direct sequel to to that scene like this scene to that scene um where it still feels like the same color palette the same actors of course same setting like the sun rising whereas the other one was like kind of like the morning of this funeral like 
it just aesthetically matches. And I think that's the beauty of it is that we've seen the death and return of Superman and it, like keep its um keep its tone um keep its direction like it just like it seems like it really landed where it wanted to with this one continuity baby yeah yeah i can i can recognize this clark you know i know who <laughs> this guy is uh, maybe in that 2017 version i had no idea who that guy was yeah. uh, he was he was foreign to me <laughs> this 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 clark even with the limited amount of memories that he has I know who this guy is. I spent time yeah. with this guy, so yeah, I think the uh, the tone really carried through. through uh, it it does feel like a a real answer to Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yeah, and I've and I've always really appreciated Amy Adams, Lois Lane, feeling very like I, I want to say raw as a term because she's like she's here, like her hair is just down, like she's like. She's in a, like, Daily Planet outfit. Like, she's just here to, like, um, be a normal person, you know? And, and, and it's, like, and, and I think back to, like, the way that they did her hair and, and, and makeup in, in the funeral scene. Um, and then in here, it's, like, she's just, like, this normal person. Um, and and, and um, kind of, and I, and I say raw because it's, like, you're coming out of, like, a depression funk. And then, like, being, like overwhelmed by the return of of your loved one and it's like i've always appreciated like the 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 hair and makeup look of like what does lois lane look like as someone who's um reconnecting with their lost loved one like and i I, I just 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 like a realness to it that i really appreciate (laughs) yeah and even her the way she sort of understated a little bit in terms of her what she's doing, I, I find really uh, interesting with Lois because she could make this all about herself. She could be like, "Oh my gosh, my my uh, the the man that I loved, my fiance is back. Everything is great for me. I am so happy about everything." Yeah. And I guess she kind of does when she touches his abs or whatever. But by the way, you smell good too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, she um, realizes that this is something that she needs to be there for Clark. That this mm-hmm. that this is something she needs to help him, and I think that's um, something that I find to be a core aspect of the Lois Lane character just throughout her various interpretations. I know a lot of people will criticize Amy Adams as Lois Lane as not being, you know, this. Uh, uh, I guess this, uh, you know, quippy person who could fight a bunch of guys or whatever. But like that's to me, that's not. Uh, I know there's some Lois Lanes who maybe can do that, and some people have their various. Uh, likes about what they like about Lois Lane, but I think at the heart of the Lois Lane character is that she cares about other people. Why would she? Why would she do what she does with reporting if she didn't care about people? If she didn't yeah. want to? If she didn't want to help people? Why would Superman uh, fall in love with her if he didn't love her compassion for other people? Because he shares that. And so I think for Lois here, she um, she doesn't make it about herself. She's trying to help him reconnect with who he is and. Uh, I just find that very understated and uh, such an amazing aspect of the Lois Lane character that um, she puts him first in these situations to try to get it. And And that's, I guess, in some ways a, a little bit of a selfish m- move because she wants her Clark Kent to be back. So she's trying to do something to get him to remember who he is so that she can have that Clark Kent. Um, but I think 
ultimately she's doing this because she knows he needs help. But mm-hmm. but you just said it right there. She's she's trying to get Clark Kent back. She's not right. trying to get Superman back. That's right, like the right. biggest thing. And it's so wholesome and and real. Um Lois Lane in this in these series of movies, I think understands so much more than anybody else. Uh she understands who Clark is and what Superman is and the separation between the two peoples or ideas rather because if we're going back to Superman being the idea of a farmer from Kansas writing wrongs um, like she understands Clark's struggle with that so her you know understanding and realizing let me let me get Clark back and not the world needs you Superman. Like she didn't know that Batman was planning to resurrect him. Like she had no idea that, <laughs> you know, it, the, t- the clock is ticking and Superman needs to get back. Otherwise we have about 10 hours before the whole world turns into flames. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't know that she is not on the same mindset of Batman where he's like, I need, we need Superman back. She's like, no, this is a miracle. Um, you're obviously back here. So, Let's let me take you home, kind of thing. Like, uh, it really is just an incredible dichotomy between Lois Lane and Clark Kent in this movie, particularly. That kind of removes a Superman aspect from Lois's purview. You know, she just sees that as th- the other side. Like, sh- that's not that's not what Lois fell in love with. Lois didn't fall in love with Superman, like how normally it is told. It, it wasn't the storyteller falling in love with the story myth. It was Lois Lane falling in love with this good person. And like that immediately kind of dropped the veil of, you know, bright, shiny red cape and just kind of brought up this, you're just trying to do the right thing. And you're doing that because your parents taught you to do that. Like, oh my God, you are like the most humble person ever. I love you. Uh, and, and yeah, so her bringing Clark back rather than Superman is so much more impactful to me in this in, in this moment and in all of these movies. That's such a cool way to look at it that I'd never thought of. And the Justice League has a whole other thing that they are doing. Yeah. They're trying to get Superman back so they can save the world. Lois, to your point, had no idea this was even happening. Right? She just happened to be on the street, saw somebody fly up in the air looked a lot like uh, Clark to her and so she uh had to go investigate it and so I just I sort of laugh at the idea that she had no idea this was happening and it just it just was just something that she had to react to so this is uh this is something she is wholly unprepared yeah. for um whereas the Justice League they were intentional about trying to right. bring him back and of course didn't tell her anything which I don't know uh I guess there's a debate you could have about whether it was the right choice not to tell her because I guess if something went south uh you know she wouldn't have her expectations you know um uh, set that he would return but uh, but yeah, there's a totally different perspective between the Justice League and Lois Lane here. And I think that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah, I, I what I think here and, and what you said about Lois Lane, you know, helping Clark Kent and, and we think about her being a reporter. I think about the flak jacket wearing Lois Lane and how really what she's doing here for 
for Clark Kent. She would do for anyone. Like if she was right. on the on in a war zone or something, she would go grab a shirt out of a box, hand it to some some victim of of, of wartime, and like she's doing what she would do for anyone. Um, and even though Clark Kent means something to her, like she would do this for literally anyone. And so that again just like shows that kind of compassion, that caring. Um, that she would that she just naturally has and so that's what makes her attractive to clark kent and vice versa is that they care for people um it doesn't matter that it has to be um someone that you know or love it's just like this is just something they would do so i yeah i I clearly see this as like she would do this for anyone and i think that 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 ties into what you were saying so um just yeah (laughs) All Yeah. all around beautiful moment for me yeah, just like how I, I think it's strange that people say that, uh, you know, Zack Snyder doesn't get Superman. I, I've heard a lot of people criticize, you know, his interpretation of Lois Lane. I'm like, no, he, he gets her completely. Um, so I think Amy Adams' Lois Lane is just, she she's she's my favorite version of Lois Lane because she embodies all those things that I see throughout every version of the character that I think would make her a character. Because Superman could be with anybody in the world. He could be. He could have his choice of women to pick from uh, to be with, but he chooses Lois. Why? Because she's uh, somebody who looks out for other people and cares about other people, and uh, so I think she really embodies that here in the scene. Very much so. Very much so. All righty. Well, I think that's it for me. But Rebecca, before we wrap up today, are there any other notes you have for this minute? No, that was really it. I just, uh, I just love the idea that she's helping him uh, figure out Clark Kent again, and I think that uh, says a lot about uh, their interpretations of these characters and how well they understand each other. And uh, I'm just uh, grateful to be uh, able to speak with you guys about uh, so many emotional uh, minutes <laughs> yeah. here. We talked about Cyborg and his father, and Lois and Clark, and um, so I just, I just love coming uh, here and. Um, brainstorming as it were with you all about how these different interpretations that we can uh look at this film with and i i as as always when i come and speak with with you all uh, i learn something i think about things in a different way so i just really i I love coming and uh chat with you all about these films thank you so much we love having you here for for (laughs) many of the same reasons like this is when we get when we get people that know and we're on the same page of everything it's like oh yeah this is this is how this this is how this works. <laughs> yeah. So maybe one day when you're feeling uh, like you want to do something chaotic, you can do uh, a movies by minute of the 1984 Supergirl. And, oh. And then you can you can do that and, and be like, why did I choose to do this? And then you can feel our pain for once. That that would be a real treat. Let me just tell you what I think that would be something that I don't know if anybody's doing that, but I think that would be something worthwhile. No. Uh, to, to explore that film minute by minute. And uh, uh, I would uh, love to be part of that. If anyone so chooses to do something like that, I would uh, be willing to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would fit perfectly in, in Supergirl Radio when you when you have the time for it. But maybe that's something you, you can have your own movies by minute and go minute by minute through that film. And who knows, maybe you can get into all the fine minutia of... Uh, of Supergirl from the Silver Age, so. Yeah, if anybody's interested, uh, we do have an episode of Supergirl Radio where uh, I, uh, my co-host Morgan and I did a debate, a formal debate about that film, about whether or not it was worth watching as a Supergirl fan. Uh, I took the uh, sort of the pro side trying to defend it, and she took the uh, 
the uh the side of what am i watching and uh i we all we both had powerpoints that we created <laughs> we, we took it really <laughs> seriously um and so it's a really fun episode of supergirl radio so if you're interested in the helen slater supergirl movie uh, that's maybe uh, a unique way to consume it perfect perfect Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you once again for for blessing us with your presence on this on this channel. Before we wrap up for today, um, you go ahead and just mention where people can find you at uh, Duck Milk Prod and um, uh, Supergirl Radio. Yeah. So if you're interested in DC Comics superheroes or Superman or Supergirl, uh, check me out on Supergirl Radio. You can go to SupergirlRadio.com or at Supergirl Radio on uh, X, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we also do a live stream on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to come and interact with us in the live chat, you can do that at YouTube.com slash DCTV podcasts. That's with an S. Uh, so we do a live show on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you ever want to come hang out with us, it's a real fun time. And uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. Uh, I know that sounds weird because ducks don't produce milk, but there's a whole reason for that. It's basically uh, my mindset of trying to create something uh, that uh, nobody thought was possible. That's sort of my creative, inspirational uh, mindset there. A friend of mine said something about how you can't get milk from a duck. And I said, well, why not? Uh, so uh, that's sort of why that is that. It's sort of uh, my uh, inspiration to make something out of nothing, you know, as, as all video creators do, where you have to go uh, shoot something and edit something. And uh, things don't just happen to be. You have to go and create them. Uh, so uh, you can find me over there. I'll be talking about Rebel Moon. I'll be uh, dropping a video, hopefully, sometime about the Barbie uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League joke. And uh, I'll try to start a series about uh, people's love for the Snyderverse in the DC realm, uh, but also maybe just Zack Snyder in general. So I'll be uh, trying to reach out to some fans to do some live streams about that. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minutes. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minutes.